0: Recover your sight. Your faith has saved you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Final week of following Jesus down from the mountain. We've been moving from Epiphany toward Lent, Transfiguration to Calvary. We're about 50 days out from the resurrection, only three days till the Valley of Lent. It's Jesus' final trip to Jerusalem. That's what Jesus says today. We're going up to Jerusalem, and everything that's written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. We've been having good prep for Lent these past few weeks, looking first at Sola Gratia by grace alone, then Sola Scriptura by scripture alone, one more to go, Sola Fide by faith alone. No parable today. Blind guy gets his sight. But before we're told that, we're told about the apostles. Jesus clearly and plainly tells them what's going to happen. I'm going to Jerusalem to suffer, die, and come back to life on the third day. But seeing, they don't see. Hearing, they didn't understand. This was the third time Jesus told them all of this, but they wouldn't get it until after he'd risen. Only the blind guy saw Jesus for who he was. Physically blind, he could see spiritually. That is, he trusted in Jesus. He believed who Jesus was, the son of David, who'd come to have mercy even on him. Jesus gave him physical sight to match his clear spiritual sight. He saw with eyes of faith. He trusted in Jesus alone. He saw clearly by faith because faith isn't about seeing. It's about hearing. With ears to hear, he got eyes to see. And with eyes to see, he then Follows Jesus with listening ears and seeing eyes, his walking feet, carry him to tag along with Jesus, first to Jericho, and then he's part of the mob of people praising and following Jesus as he rides into Jerusalem on a donkey. So what does this all have to do with faith and hearing and seeing? Well, to clear that up, first, we have to realize that sinful thinking turns faith into, it, faith in Jesus into something that's not actually true faith. Faith wrongly becomes something that we control and define. Faith becomes all about us. That's not true faith. To clarify this, first off, faith isn't just a set of religious ideas that you agree to. Faith is not some worldview. Faith is not that you have personally accepted or rejected the various teachings of the Lutheran Church. It's not deciding from the Bible, from what from the Bible agrees or doesn't agree with what you already think about God. Faith is not that you agree with, I don't know, whatever percentage of teachings you happen to agree with that are drawn from God's Word. Faith is not just ideas that you can take or leave like they don't matter. Faith is not that sort of impersonal, disembodied, lifeless thing. It's also not some emotion faith isn't a feeling about getting something out of church or the Bible or the sermon or even communion. Faith is not our own personal ideas or emotions. All of those things put faith in your hands. It's true. Individuals have faith in Jesus it's just not that faith is an idea or an experience or an emotion. Faith isn't anything you or you, what you do. Besides that, notice that any of the things I listed had nothing to do with Jesus. He wasn't even mentioned. A Christianity that's just ideas or experiences, or emotions, but where Christ is absent, that's not true Christianity. Same with faith. Faith that discusses itself, but not Jesus, isn't faith. For where there is no Christ, there is no faith. And where there is no true faith, there is no Christ. Without Christ, faith will be in the wrong thing. Faith is not right answers, or passing questioning, or getting confirmed. And yet, true faith, as Jesus says, it cherishes all that I have commanded. Faith is not an experience. And yet, faith, as Jesus says, is being born of water and of the Spirit. It is remaining in Jesus' word. How can you remain without reading or hearing? And faith, as Jesus says, is consuming my flesh and my blood. Faith isn't an emotion, and yet it is a boldness and confidence in Christ, which also lives fervently loving the people around you. After all, faith without works is dead. See all ten commandments about that as well as 1 Corinthians 13 which we just heard. Now the blind guy had faith not because of what he had or did or even could experience. He was a blind beggar. It's all because he could hear. That's because faith is having living ears toward Jesus. He didn't believe in Jesus after he could see. He believed in Jesus before that. He'd heard about Jesus, and from what he heard, he believed who Jesus was. He didn't believe in Jesus because Jesus lined up with what he already thought about God. It's because he heard what Jesus was doing, and from that... He trusted that Jesus was the promised Savior, the Son of David. His living ears listened to the preaching about Jesus and listened to Jesus' own words. In fact, that very message about Jesus and from Jesus' own mouth gave him living ears because the word creates faith. As Paul says, faith comes by hearing. And with living ears, he got living eyes and also a living mouth. He glorified God. He also got living feet. Feet that actually walked to follow Jesus. See how physical faith becomes. It's a living, active thing. It's like that blind guy. He saw, and so he was fully alive then, not just because he had the right ideas and preferences bouncing around in his noggin, because faith is having living ears toward Jesus. And after you get living eyes, you'll get, uh, after living ears, you'll get living eyes, and a mouth, and hands, and feet. You will be actively listening to Jesus, following him, and even loving those around you. Now, there's many blind guides out there. They're unwilling to see that faith must have something that it believes, which means it holds on to something. It stands on something. Faith stands on the message of Christ. The message that only he has saved you. He died for all your sins. Even how we distort faith to gain control of it. He rose. And that means you're innocent. And faith holds on to that message. And in that way, trust holds on to Jesus. But just like salvation had to do with that guy's physical body he actually saw, so also faith in Jesus has to do with your body. You're not just a brain. You're not just a spirit who feels that's trapped in some body. And so faith is tied to physical things because Jesus ties his word to physical things. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. For faith is having living ears toward Jesus. The Lord ties his word of forgiveness to things like water or bread and wine. He also ties his gospel message and his absolution to the man he sends out. He also ties it to you so that you, in your daily vocation, can speak that message and forgive in your daily life. He had his word written down by physical scrolls and books. Jesus is clear. Baptism gives you salvation, forgiveness, and the Holy Spirit. Preaching his death and rising for you saves you absolution delivers forgiveness and communion is his body and blood for you for the forgiveness of sins and faith believes all these things and so gets all of those benefits and the small catechism which properly teaches the Bible says that only faith only faith only faith gets you ready For communion. That's what the small catechism says. Take it or I guess leave it. Now the Bible also teaches closed communion. That's another matter. But faith. Faith clings to the water. And believes that in baptism. There is pure salvation and life. Same with absolution and communion. It's not because of the water. Or the pastor. Or the bread and wine but because of God's word. To believe this word is to believe in God, who's the one who tied and planted his word in these various things. And it's an outward thing so that it may be grasped by your senses and understood and by them be brought into your heart. For the entire gospel is an outward verbal preaching. It's spoken, and you hear it. And because faith is having living ears toward Jesus, it means that wherever he speaks, no matter the direction he points you to or by whatever means he happens to be speaking, faith looks at those things. It holds on to that thing. And so it makes sense that whoever rejects baptism Or absolution, or communion, or preaching, and his word rejects God's word, faith, and Christ, because he's the one who directed us to and binds us to all of these things. Faith alone saves because Jesus alone saves. Faith clings only to him. And he delivers his salvation. Accomplished at Calvary in physical ways. And faith clings to these things, too. Not because these things fit with our thinking or our experience or even what we feel about them. It's because of what Jesus says about baptism and absolution and preaching and God's word and communion. And the Bible and the small catechism are very clear that you only get something out of baptism or absolution or a faithful sermon or communion because of faith alone, by trusting Jesus alone and what he says alone. After all, faith, just like it was with that blind guy, is having living ears toward Jesus. In the name of Jesus...